Hello, you guys. How's everybody doing right now? Probably not great. Let's face it. We are living in the weirdest time. Uh, I thought it was weird when Trump got elected, and now this. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Again, I don't have. I don't. I don't know what to, the hell to say about any of it. All I know is. There's nothing I can say that everybody else isn't already saying, so I'm not going to give you advice. I'm not going to stress anything. I'm just going to talk to you and uh, read you something, something really good, something I've been waiting to read you since last fall, so that's pretty exciting. But thank you guys for reaching out. Thank you guys for hitting the We Want More button on Podomatic. Uh, that makes me feel really good. And we've gained a lot of new listeners. So apparently people are really listening to podcasts. Most smart people would take advantage of this and they would start doing commercials or whatever I'm supposed to do to make money off of this thing. But Again, I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. I'm not that bright. I'm just somebody who likes to talk into a microphone occasionally. <laughs> That's my main reason for doing this. I don't know what my main reason for doing this is. Uh, it goes in waves. But today I really feel like being here. I feel very present today. I have been hiding like crazy, hiding from the internet, hiding from social media. I got on a few times on Instagram to um, support a couple of businesses. Other than that, I'm just out of the loop. I'll check in with the news occasionally and I'll let others tell me the important things I need to know. But for the most part, I've been living a life of watching movies and TV shows from the past, way pre-coronavirus, um, you know, even pre-cell phones. I don't even want to see cell phones on my TV. They're banned. Oh, unless it's the Real Housewives of Potomac, let's face it. Uh, other than that, yeah, I've been re-watching this show I love called Hotel. It's an Aaron Spelling show. It's the hotel version of The Love Boat. I highly recommend that. It used to be available on Netflix. I'm not sure if it is anymore. I have the DVDs. Uh, let's see. We've been watching a lot of Shark Tank. I've never gotten that into Shark Tank, but I'm suddenly obsessed. And here are the Shark Tank people I like. I love Barbara. Lori? Mm, not really. Uh, Barbara, I love. I'm, I'm amazed I love Mark Cuban so much. Uh, being from, you know, he's in the Dallas area. I grew up around knowing all about him because of his involvement with sports in Dallas. And so I didn't expect to like him so much, but he's a really sweet guy. I like him on there. Uh, Damon is all right. I actually, I like them all. I think Mr. Wonderful's hilarious. Lori? Mm. Not really. Uh, but I love Robert. And I once saw Robert at a Shake shake Shack. Is that what those places are called? Something like that. Shake and Steak? Shake, shake Shack? Uh, in L.A. when I was living there, I saw him. And that was before I even knew who he was. So it was actually Billy who pointed him out. and was like, oh, my God, that's Robert from Shark Tank. And I just went right above my head. But he seemed really nice. Like he, Everybody was coming up to him, and he was really sweet. He has the greatest smile. So anyway, but every time I watch this show, all I feel like is a giant loser because I've never had a good idea in my life. I've never made a lot of money in my life. I've never had an idea that could possibly make me any money. Uh, I make drawings with a pencil, for Christ's sake. Like, I, I am so not... I, look, when I watch those people pitching and being all businessy and being enthusiastic about money and stuff, 
I really truly feel like I'm not of the same species as those guys. I just look at them like, what, who are you? Like, it's, it's like watching, going to the jungle and watching tigers on a safari or whatever. That, that's how foreign it is to me. Actually, I'm, I relate way more to tigers on a safari than I do to these business people on Shark Tank. That was Frankie. What's going on, Frankie? Frankie. Um, so hold on. I got to turn the heat off and let Frankie out of my studio. All right. I just got new heat and AC installed in my studio and it is amazing. If you haven't had ductless AC and heat, this is the way to go. Uh, I'm so in love with it. It is, it, if you, I don't know, I'm just so ready for summer now when it gets hot in here. I am so ready to turn this into an ice box. Um, I don't remember what I was talking about. I know I was talking about Shark Tank. Oh, and then I find myself thinking, even Lori, even though she's not my favorite, I'm like, I wish these people liked me. And I don't know why I even think that. Like, they, I don't even know. They don't know me. I don't know them. I will probably never know them. But my dream is for them to, like, appreciate me in some way, even though I have nothing for them to appreciate. That I know of, none of them are into art uh, or... <laughs> podcast about poetry. <laughs> I don't know. I, I could be wrong, uh, but I don't think I'm wrong. So anyway, I've been watching Shark Tank. Obviously, the, there is one other thing that'll break the rules besides Real Housewives of Potomac. I will watch um, Lifetime movies, but I also really love watching Lifetime movies from the late 90s and early 2000s. So those are, I mean, they're all pre-today's times, but um, yeah, so that's been good for me anyway. Like I said, last time I recorded, I don't expect anybody to want to do this. I think a lot of people are relying heavily, heavily on staying connected via social media. And that is wonderful for those people. And I'm probably going to hop back on. I've got a couple of things to share and uh, a couple of people I want to support and throw out there into the world while this is going on. So who knows, but I hope you guys are doing okay. I know, I mean, some of us are quarantined at home. Some of us are stuck in places we didn't want to be. Some of us are still having to go to work like our medical people uh, and various other people, obviously, too. And it's just, it's wild. Like we all, you, you tend to think whatever your situation is, everybody else is in that situation, but our, our individual lives right now are actually very varied you know, that it's, it's just weird. Uh, and yeah, I thought I was okay, really. And, and then I really know that I'm not, but I keep trying to live in the moment and just appreciate whatever I do have going on. And that's okay for a while, but then the realities of the bigger world set in, no matter if you want them to or not. I have taken walks a lot. I picked some wildflowers. I don't know if they're wildflowers or if they were I can't tell if I like stole someone's flowers or not, basically. They were these really pretty flowers that kind of looked like weeds or something, but they were blue. They looked a little like blue bonnets for you Texans out there, um, but they were tiny and they're really pretty. So if anyone knows what those are here in Washington state, let me know. And to the church down the street, I'm sorry if I picked your flowers. I thought they were weeds. And then on second thought, <laughs> they're a little too nice to be weeds. I've always liked weeds, though. I've talked about that on here. I used to get in arguments about certain weeds I didn't want pick. I didn't want anyone to pick because I thought they were so so much cooler than 
the kind of plants people normally buy. Sorry, I'm, I'm rubbing my face again. It's scary when you have allergies, isn't it? Is anyone else in my position when you have horrible sinuses? You're just kind of constantly on the verge of having all of those feelings that, you know, COVID-19 gives you. And so you're like, oh, shit, here we go. Um, anyway, if anyone's, you know, suffering with the illness or has loved ones suffering with the illness, I am really sorry. I can't even imagine. I've been lucky enough to not have anyone in my life um, testing positive. A lot of close calls and people around people who have, but man, I'm thinking about everybody and I should have been here. More for you guys. Maybe I will this week. I'm, now that I'm back in my studio, so long story short... I was kind of in this paralysis or something and just didn't want to be in here. After after I covered up everything from when the guys were here installing my AC, I had everything under like drop cloths and that put this temporary like pause in my studio and I was busying myself with other things, other important things um, and other creative things, but not my drawings. And so... It wasn't until today that I woke up and just thought, all right, that's it. I can't do this anymore. I got to get back to normal. So I came in and stopped the little strike I had accidentally <laughs> done on my studio. And it feels good. It was mainly catching up on businessy type stuff in here today. But I think just putting my feet in here alone was helpful. And now talking to you guys, too. I think I just need to get back into the swing of things and... um I don't know. I was trying to soothe myself with a lot of crocheting, but I think that, I don't know, I don't think that really worked. So very excited to read to you from a poet who we all hear on me reading stuff love. It's Stephanie Gehring. Everybody, that's spelled G-O-E-H-R-I-N-G, Gehring. Now, Stephanie has been around with the podcast. I, I would consider her my main consultant here on the on the show. And she is a brilliant poet, brilliant artist, brilliant mind, awesome friend, complete badass, wish she lived next door. You get the drift. Um, and this is a chapbook called uh, The Water Inaudible. And this is uh, the winner of the Host Publications Chapbook Prize in the fall of 2019. And I've been waiting to read from it since then. But now seems like the right time. Now, Host Publications is in Austin, Texas. And right now, that they, the publisher is offering 25% off, I think, everything on their website. So obviously, I'll put a link for you guys to go and just explore their page and their collection because, my God, they know what they're doing. And this same publication is also paying all of his bookstore employees during this crisis. So you can imagine how wonderful these people are. This is what we need to support. 25% off, a, I believe, $10 book. This is a no-brainer. If you're wondering where to put your money, I really believe in supporting both small businesses and um, obviously small businesses, artists, poets. And I want to thank everybody for supporting all of us during this time. There's been all sorts of amazing, interesting, and innovative ways people have reached out and helped one another. Uh, oh, and I really recommend their Ice Cream Social Anthology volumes. I have those thanks to uh, Stephanie as well. So check those out because those are from usually from Malvern Books. They do a lot of those readings at Malvern in Austin. 
which I talk about all the time. And remember, these bookstores that I love and talk about constantly, they are still very open for business online. And, you know, some sometimes you may have to wait a while to get your books, but I have a feeling we're in this for a long time. So everybody should be reading more. And Damien and I keep saying, if this doesn't cause some good art to be produced, I don't know what will. Uh, so let's see. All right. So the water in Audible. I want to read. So this is a, oh, what else do I have to say about it? Stephanie, um, host publications. She won the thing. Oh yeah. And she dedicated this book to victims. And there's a part of the book here where, uh, I also encourage you to visit rain with two ends.org. Rain is the Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network, and it's the largest anti-sexual violence organization in the U.S. So check them out. Think about supporting them as well. There's a note about that in at the end of this book. And I'm just going to start reading. I'm going to read actually from, so this is called From the Water Inaudible, and Inaudible is in parentheses. But here we go. Stephanie Gehring, my hero. All right. Absent an ocean, a forest assembles. An apologetic girl, a blurred anger branching easily through both. Air drained of all women and an accurately imagined series of doors an aerial view would allow. Approaches they hadn't considered. The trees alighting on the soil and the early lights in accurate alarm alerting the water. To the drowned, so to speak, without a witness on background. A troubled young man. Let me allay any of your concerns attached to the shore. We believe a sky isn't something you accuse. The bright day belies the aperture if the objective were to bludgeon a burden unbuttoned by a boy. A girl is scrubbed of present tense. That day the bus was running behind, but barely she'll be buried before I believe we've already debunked that. Embedded in his chest... A breath robbed from what we've been able to observe, a bent sob left undisturbed, a blunt object. Bewildered by the problem at hand, according to the proverb, she's a cobweb, brushed from earth, and no one's baffled, a fibrillating muscle discarded near trees, typically discovered weeks later by a dog decomposed, documented, credible beyond suspicion. Sometimes they give us doubt we can sweep under the carpet, an alibi thicker than water or blood that doesn't demand clarification. Uh, are you stunned? It's back to me. Who else is stunned by that? Every I've read this book. I've read this whole chapbook probably 15, 20 times at this point, and that beginning, holy, holy... Shit is what I want to say. This is just stunning. This, this, Stephanie has such power. It's absolutely undeniable. Okay, let's read another one. I like this section as well. And she told me to feel free to just jump around. And in fact, this book, you can just switch it around in any order. Here's another little thing I want to mention about this book. You may learn a new word, because I certainly did. Have you ever heard the word abecedarian? Abecedarian is arranged alphabetically. Um, and so here's a note in the back. The water in Audible is a work in progress. And as yet unfinished, Abecedarian poem I began writing in the summer of 2017. Abecedarians I highly recommend include, and then, and then Stephanie lists some people you should check out. 
including Teddy Lopez Mills, translated by Wendy Burke, um, Inger Christensen, translated by Susanna Need. Um, let's see what else. And so from page 15 to 17 in this book, Stephanie, there's a cento composed with lines from the following sources. So she's also pulling from a lot of things and arranging things alphabetically. Uh, anyway, I, got, I was lucky enough to witness this as her friend, as the poem kind of has been written. So she would show me, I'm, I'm on H, and then I would see little <laughs> snippets of it, which was so fun. And like really, truly, if you want to give me a gift, that's the kind of gift I need is to see how writers write, especially poets. So anyway, all right, I'm going to read you guys one more little section here. Let me see how long I want to read. I will, yeah, I'll just read two more pages. Admit to alibying the ditch as if dirt in its entirety. I admit an eyelid's distance cramped between before and after. I admit the accident bit the child dizzy, didn't figure or imagine I'd admit. The girl I give them instead exists in hindsight, where light adjusts to hide little, isn't enjoined by darkness. I admit a lifelike intention to promise nothing, orders nothing, ordered quiet to redress the animal. It might, it could have been a lion, a lion, yes, and no one did the nothing scripted. I admit the roadside splits to skirt the question into question, the ditch unzipped by interval or private verdict. I filled my shoes with urine and you were never alone with him. I would remember every pixel, admit it, what cry is visible. Besides, that animal hadn't even been invented yet. Mm. Sorry for the noise. I threw the book. Has it been a while since I threw the book? Has anyone taken a note in their little notebook about when I last threw a book? <laughs> it's really good when you throw a book when you've already read it a million times, right? I think I've probably read it more than 20. I said 15 to 20. That's a lie. It's more than that. And it's, let's see if you're looking for a quick read. Uh, it's only 25 full pages along with some notes in the back that are very interesting. And I was very excited. I'm going to go ahead and throw myself into this little mix and say, guess who's on the acknowledge acknowledgements page? It's me. And that made me very happy. I've gotten back into essential oils, everybody, and it is making me happy. Right now I have Christmas blend and vetiver going. I have them all in alphabetical order now on a shelf that is in my office, and it is so cute. Uh, what have I been? I've been into myrrh, frankincense, lavender, this Christmas blend, this fir tree scent. Uh, those are the main, oh, patchouli. Did I say lavender? Anyway, that's been helping me. What else? You want to hear some things that have been helping me get through my days? Reading my Betty Hechtman crochet murder mystery books. Oh, man. How good are those? Do you guys remember? I brought those up. I got them for Christmas a couple years ago. They have titles like Dead Men Don't Crochet and Not Guilty and Not is spelled with a K-N-O-T. And anyway, there are also knitting ones. I got so excited because I was out of my crochet ones, so I bought some more thinking they were the same, and they're actually knitting books. Now, again, knitting and crochet, two different worlds. I'm more of a crochet person. Fancier people are usually knitting people fancy and precise and a little more, I don't know. Crocheting is just a little wilder. 
I also made this point recently. Uh, here's all you need to know about crochet. When you, if you're looking for Afghans in TV shows and movies, the only time you see them is when you're in a poor person's house. Crocheted Afghans. Knitting is in nice rich people's houses on TV. <laughs> so in other words, I swear there's a school for set designers where they're like, okay, and if you want to show that a person has no money, put a granny square Afghan uh, on the chair or the couch. The prime example is Roseanne, the TV show Roseanne, but it's always in Lifetime movies too. When you go to the like down and dirty side of town, you get some Afghans. So anyway, but that makes me love it even more. You know, I grew up with Afghans and they're just, they're for normal people, you know? And I am happily a normal per. Am I a normal? <laughs> Question to the audience. Am I a normal person? And are you? Yes or no? Let me know what you think. I'm going to end this right here. But you know what? I have a feeling I'm going to be back soon. So get ready for that. Not, not that you're like, you know, breathing a sigh of relief here. But I, I don't know what to say. If I'm acting weird, it's a little bit of a weird time. We can all agree on that. Let me go ahead and give you guys some questions uh, just to lead you out the door. Let's pretend like we all just had a little party at my house. I served you. It was just snack time. It was no, it was dessert night. I, I gave you guys decaf coffee, caffeinated for those of you wild ones. Uh, hot tea available to those of you who need it. Ice waters for you people who always steal my heart, you lovers of ice water. And uh, here were the desserts we had. I had classic chocolate chip cookies that I made from scratch and a yellow cake with chocolate frosting. I also had a strawberry shortcake and um, lemon bars. And we all just sat around, we talked, and you guys showed me what books you're reading, and you smiled at me, and you told me I was wonderful, and I told you you guys were cute and beautiful and smart. And it was a great party. And now I'm holding you by the hand. We've all hugged a lot and kissed on the cheek and brushed each other's hair. And now I'm walking you out the front door. And here are my questions to lead you out the door. Uh, what is the best dessert you've ever eaten in your entire life? Think about it. Get back to me on Instagram or Twitter. That's Robin underscore O'Neill. R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L. Um, who is the person you miss hugging the most right now? Who do you want to hug? Uh, what was the last thing you ate inside a restaurant before this shit hit? What did you eat in a restaurant? Mine was a vegan burger. Uh, what was... No, who is the person online right now who's annoying you the most? You know there's somebody. Or are you just nice and you love everybody right now? Everybody you follow online, you're just like, they're so great. Somebody's got to be annoying you. Who is it? Um, and you don't have to write that to me, but think about it and enjoy your thoughts. And last but not least, what is the most comforting TV show you are watching right now to get through this insane, awful crisis? Let me know. TV shows, love, murder, happiness, disease, walks, light, dark, smells, food, desserts, hugs. Goodbye, everybody. I love you. Hey, it's me again. How you guys doing? Uh, I'm the person who can't say goodbye. And I just wanted to remind you, because I didn't know if I stressed it enough, I really, really encourage you guys to buy um, this book, The Water Inaudible by Stephanie Gehring from Host Publications. The link is right there. Look below wherever you're looking or look inside. I don't know what you do, but hostpublications.com. 
All right, that's it, you guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good night. I'm going to go eat an ice cream bar. Uh, coffee, what is it? haagen coffee. I really don't know. Coffee, almond, chocolate bar of some kind. They're insane. I think I've talked about these before because for a while I thought the caffeine and the coffee part was getting to me, but I think that was just a paranoia. So anyway, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, it was good having you. <laughs> I'll see you guys tomorrow. Goodbye.